one, year number four. It's a Yank on the Footy with Craig Wessels. Let's all sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 287 of the Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, coming from Sandusky, Ohio. Beautiful Sandusky, Ohio. Fall has arrived. And it's my favorite time of the year. We were at about 18 degrees Celsius today. And I'll tell you what, I could take that year round. Every single day of the year and I'd be a happy camper. In just a moment, I'm going to be joined by my mate Mick Aussie. And we are going to go through the games of the prelims as well as talk a little bit of cricket as well. Um, it's a lot of interesting things going on with cricket right now. Getting ready for the uh, World Cup uh T-50s. But don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, I'm going to be starting my most memorable game episodes here very soon. And if you've got a game that you're never going to forget and you'd like to share it with the world, please reach out to me over on my socials at at yank underscore on on Twitter, on my website, yankonthefooty.com, by email, yankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook as well. I'd love to sit down and talk to you about that game that you're never going to forget. Maybe it's one you played in. Maybe it's one you lost. Maybe it's the one that uh, you still get to think about yourself as being the hero because you kicked that game-winning goal. And I'd love to hear that story, and I'd love to share that story. So if you got that and you want to tell me, I'd love to chat with you. Now, today's club of the episode are the Edmonton Wombats from AFL Canada. Now, the Wombats are a club that Mick Aussie has been involved with uh, for a number of years. Mick is from the Edmonton area now. They've been living there for many years. And this Friday night, so tomorrow night, the club is going to be playing in their club grand final. And uh, the the EAFC, as they call themselves, the the Edmonton AFC, uh, AFC, AFL Canada, if you will, uh, heroes, as they say, will battle it out for the, co- the converted prize of not being a loser. Who's going to win? Germans Leg Day Bays or Springers, ironically named Mutes. Kickoff is at 7 p.m. at Victoria Park on River Valley Road with light refreshments and barbecue provided by the club. They do recommend that you bring mosquito repellent. So if you decide that you uh, don't want to go to the MCG or you don't want to go to the Adelaide Oval to catch the games there, hop on a plane and head over to Western Canada and uh, check out some uh, inter-squad action with Edmonton. So let's go ahead and jump into my chat with Mick Aussie, and we're going to break down the, uh, the two games for this week. We're going to go through our, uh, our five slang terms, and one of them, I'm just going to let you know right now, I'm banning it. You're not allowed to use it anymore. So you're going to have to stick around for that. So let's jump in with Mick. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am thrilled to be joined by my mate, Mick Aussie. Mick, how are you doing on this fantastic Thursday afternoon, sir? Wowee, what a week in football. I mean, I know you know how big Aussie rules football in the AFL is in Australia, but the trouble between Melbourne and Collingwood and the fans and media just going off and so emotional, that's one of the biggest stories that I think I've experienced in a long time so big big news and we know the outcome of course with the hit onto Brayshaw by Maynard yeah it's you know I you know unfortunately we're at a point in time where this is this is a contact sport unfortunately and I know that the the that the league is trying to put themselves in cover their butt mode because of you know what's going to be coming through the pipeline later on with regards to injuries and things of that nature and and uh the long-term effects and I, and I, somebody who I really respect um, that I had on the podcast, Sean Smith, um, you know, who's dealt with the after effect of many, many concussions and had the lawsuit against the league, um, you know, posted on Twitter after the Maynard decision was handed down where he was clear to play. And he basically just called the league out and just said it was fucking ridiculous. Oh yeah. You know, it just, it's, and, and, and I respect him greatly because of what he, has dealt with and what he's continuing to deal with as a result of that. So what's your take on it? Well, I'll do it in two parts. So I'll just say a bit, then I'll go back to you, then I'll finish off. Because when I first saw it and started listening to, as you know, I listen to a lot of AFL podcasts. Right, right. And after I listened to a lot of people 
initially I was torn. Like I really didn't know whether it should be three games or he should be let off. But what changed my opinion was I got to agree with two people and one of them is Glenn Quartermain for the um, podcast in Perth, mm-hmm. one, of the top, one of the top football writers in Perth. He was very strong that it should be a suspension. And then Bernie Vince, the former Crows player and Melbourne Demon on Triple M Rush Hour in Adelaide. Right, right. He was a very he was a very tough player himself. And he said some things that started to change my mind. And then I took it a step further. So basically Bernie Vince said that um if it was at training, if it was someone you knew, you would have pulled out or changed your body motion. So what's your thoughts? And then I'll come back and finish off my well, that, final thought. That makes, I mean, that makes sense because, you know, you would have, you know, at, at practice, you would have, you would have pulled up, of course, um, you know, but, uh, you know, in a, in a finals game. And again, this was not a cutthroat final because the, the loser was still going to go back and play the following week, you know, you know, you know, these are, these are men that have played this game their entire lives. And, you know, they've, they've been raised in the game, you know, of where you're going to, you know, you're going to put a good lick on a guy and maybe you knock the wind out of him a little bit. You know, it takes him a few seconds to catch his breath. I don't, I, I, I truly do not believe that there is, and I may be wrong about this, but I truly don't believe that there is a player in the game right now who goes into, in the games with the mindset, I want to injure my opponent. I don't think that is the case at all. I don't think that I'll, that's I'll the case. Just, agree um, there. May, maybe there is, and, and you're gonna, you can correct me on that, but uh, yeah, you know, and again, you know more about it than I do, but I just, but you know, I worry about the longevity of the game. If the physical contact isn't allowed to continue now, you know, you're, you're in, you know, he's in the air. And again, it, I, I would have to jump like 30 times to get that high up in the air cumulatively. Um, but, uh, you know, he's in the air. Brayshaw is still coming at him. And as he's coming down, I, I don't know. I don't know what you could possibly, you know, do to, you know, did he, did he turn into him? Did he try to protect himself or was he trying to, to injure Brayshaw? I don't, again, well, I don't know what's in his heart. Let's go back. Now, this is nothing against any player. Uh-huh. And as you know, things are changing. We have to accept things are changing because right, of right. CTE. CTE and the lawsuits coming, it is changing. You have to accept that. Right. Whether it's right or wrong, that is the guts of it all. Now, when you said, when I played and even now, if you injure a player within the rules, you should be and you are congratulated by every one of your teammates. That is the aim of the game. But it's got to be within the rules. You don't right, want right. dirty hits. And that's always the way it's been. Now, this is crucial. I played with certain defenders and on-ball players that really knew how to do a good hip and shoulder. I think that I've said this before. Mm-hmm. You would run flat out and you would put the shoulder into their into their shoulder. You couldn't hit their head. You still weren't allowed to hit their head back then. Right. But you could clean up a player properly and hurt them and that was part of the rules and everyone loved it but mm-hmm. you had to be a certain type of player that could do that now i was an on i don't want to talk about myself playing but i think i have to here i was a quick player i went hard at the ball i was under the pack i had concussions so i was kind of like a, a gutsy type rover sentiment that went in hard at the ball got the ball and then sprint so I could tackle good, but I was no good at hip and shouldering plays. It was an art form that I didn't see the time was worth it for me to learn it because I didn't need it that often. Now, Darren Clem, who I play with at Woodville, was a brilliant rover centerman that knew how to hip and shoulder. Malcolm McGrath, who I play with at Gawler South, and he played at Centrals. Incredible hip and shoulder guy. Now, these defenders, that's part of their game. And that's what Maynard is, not dissing him. He's a tough defender oh, that knows how to clean up someone. Okay, now I'll get back to you and then I'll finish it. Yeah, no, I agree with you. He is a hard-nosed player, you know, it's and uh and and again, that's something that he's been doing, and I, I don't he's 
late 20s, I believe. So, I mean, he's been doing that or been taught to do that for close to two decades now. That's not something that that you're going to be able to necessarily wean him off of. He's, you know, he's, that's, that's kind of in, into his psyche for, you know, his yes. playing days. Yes. It's not, it's not yes. going to be something yes. that goes away. Yes. Well, it's going to have to. And real quick, I'll mention, and you'll know this, before I finish off to my conclusion, remember James Harrison, the tough, dirty Steelers defender? Oh, oh when yeah. They started the brink, when they started to change the rules in the NFL because of CTV, the guy right. just didn't get it. He wouldn't change. He said there's no way he's going to change. Well, right. eventually he realized he had to. Yeah. And these defenders that use their hip and shoulder in towards the head, they're going to have to change. And you won't see this decision happen again. Now, are you ready for my conclusion? No, let's wait five minutes. Yes, of course I'm ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, I've said all this. Certain type of defenders know how to use that hip and shoulder. And that's what Maynard did. His thought instantly was to put his shoulder into Brayshaw to protect himself and mm -hmm. possibly hurt Brayshaw, right? Now, me as a Rover centerman that didn't know how to hip and shoulder properly because I always ran off or tackled, right? And probably, I'm going to say, seven out of ten players would be, I believe, do what I would have done. I believe three out of ten defenders would have done what Maynard would have done. But uh -huh. I believe seven out of ten other Aussie footy players would have been had their hands in the air. Instead of putting their shoulder in at that split second, they would have used their hands and arms to brace themselves onto Brayshaw. Okay, their so hands would have ended up on his shoulder or his head or into his side or somewhere like that. Now, for that reason, seven out of ten players would have not used their shoulder and got him in the head. So, for that reason, I am very strong with Glenn Quartermain, etc., that he should have been suspended. And no one else has said exactly what I said in regards to the type of player that you are in regards to how you would have landed on okay. Brayshaw. I, and I'm I, done that. I, I like that. I, I like that. So... So if he gets if he gets airborne like that and he let's just say he kept because he had his arms up, if he kept yep. his arm, if he kept his arms up, you know, kind of like a, uh, you know, what we see defensive linemen do when they're trying to maybe bat down a pass. And, and, and nowadays, you know, they'll get penalized for making contact with the quarterback's head and, you know, rough, you know, wrinkling his skirt, that sort of thing that happens nowadays, you know, when you when you tackle quarterbacks anymore. But uh, if he had, <laughs> if he had come down, if he had come down with his full body weight on him, probably the worst thing that comes out of that, you know, maybe Brayshaw ends up still getting a concussion, but probably not, probably not. But, but I, I but believe, but, I, believe, I believe it was his shoulder. Yeah. His shoulder was the reason I believe for the concussion. If he came down, let's say his chest hit Brayshaw's head, yeah. probably not, not a concussion. Right. I believe it was his action of his shoulder into his head was the mm -hmm. only reason. I might be wrong. Brayshaw's got a bit of a soft head. That's but... not against him. That's a fact. No, that's a, that's a no, fact, Craig. No, I, I, know. Fact, I, I, I know. I know. Like, I just, it's, it, it just, I just didn't expect to hear it worded that way. But, you know. No, but it's, but, it's true. But, right. Some people have got softer heads. Other people haven't, yeah. right? But if he came, so, but if he came yeah, down, yeah. if he came down with the, you know, with his body weight, you know, maybe came down with his chest, that ended up, you know, landing on Brayshaw to where Brayshaw, you know, banged his head on the turf. He could have possibly still have been concussed, but that would have been an action that might have taken, you know, the the MRO or the tribunal and said he did not, you know, turn the shoulder into him right there. So, so that yes. there may not yes. there may not have been any need for negotiation there. But you know, it's but at Correct. that point in time, Correct. that's where you have to think, you know, in that split second, you know, because we can stop things and look at it, you know you know, frame by frame by frame, but unfortunately that's not how life works. So, you know, yes, he could be facing consequences for things, but if he's, if he's coming down like that, you know, he may not end up getting suspended for that, but, you know, but again, I don't know in that, that quick a time, I don't you know, maybe, maybe he knew exactly what he was doing. I guess, you know, the best thing we could do is, you know, hook him up to a lie detector. Um, no, 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 hang on, hang on. No, it's not, this is not against Maynard. That's the type of player that he is. Right, he right. Needs, they, they have to change. 
And like I said, I believe three out of ten approximately players would have done the shoulder like yeah. that. And But that said, if his whole body weight, let's say his chest and his whole body weight did land on top of Brayshaw and Brayshaw's head hit the ground, uh-huh. absolutely he could have been concussed. If that happened, I believe that, Brace, uh, that Maynard would not have had to answer to the AFL at all. But if he used his hands instead of his shoulder to push into his push into his shoulder or his chest or even his face, I believe he would not have probably got concussed. So that is why I believe he should have been suspended. Well, I, uh, that makes complete sense. That makes complete yeah. sense. Thank you. Thank you. I've thought a lot about this. <laughs> Sorry, I thought of I, a situation that if I was in, if I was that player, and no, I believe, yeah. I know for a fact, I would not have used my shoulder. Yeah, and I and I appreciate you not laughing at me when I said that I would have had to have jumped thirty times to cumulatively get as high as the high in the air as uh, Brendan Maynard <laughs> did one time. I'm glad you did not laugh at me when I said that yeah. because it was probably closer yeah. to fifty times yeah. because I could actually in my vertical, yeah. I can actually get two sheets of paper underneath there folded yeah so but just we should move on but one one more thing i mean wasn't it crazy that is it michael christensen the guy that uh decided that shouldn't be investigated oh he's a former collingwood player and then the new lady whatever her name is she's the one that overruled christensen so wow what a big story It, it is it is uh I'm not. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Oh, okay. I'm. I'm nothing but a conspiracy theorist. I. I I'm. I. I. Man, I. I really am. So yeah, it's a. I don't know. So so would would it would it have been would it have been? Because I know there's a lot of people that are upset that he did not get suspended at all. I I understand that he did not get the three games. But would it have been? Would a compromised suspension, if you will, you know. I guess this is kind of an innocence or guilt kind of thing here. Would it would one week or two weeks have been acceptable for folks? Yeah, I would have. I would have. I think they would have. If it, if Collingwood lost, they would have appealed it, and he would have initially got two or three, and then I reckon they would have got back to one, and I would have been happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's uh, yeah. There's a couple of other things going on that you know, yeah. You know, we've got. Uh, the one, I guess, big news item, it sounds like, you know, that that the services of Brody Grundy were being uh, bandied about uh, by both Port Adelaide and Sydney. And it sounds like it's now going to be Sydney or bust for him. And it's just it's amazing how somebody who has been as talented a ruck as he has been has. And I don't want to say he's fallen on, on hard times, but, you know, Melbourne tried to recreate, you know, Luke Jackson with with. Brody Grundy and I guess it just isn't going to work out for them and and you know they certainly have a ruck opening at uh at the SCG with uh you know uh ruck Jesus uh Tom Hickey retiring so you know, yeah it's not a bad not a bad spot for him to go I don't think that's a nice nice quality young side there that I think is going to be an up-and-coming club here in the in the uh in the coming days or coming years I should say yeah well I don't want any good players to go to Port Adelaide obviously but no I know you Adelaide, don't uh, you know, whatever. But yeah, a um, couple of big games this weekend. Hey, eh? you want to get onto them? Absolutely, man. We but well, we've got we've got to do that. So we've got uh, we've got the uh, Melbourne Demons hosting the Carlton Blues at the MCG, of course. And uh, that's a five fifty a.m. start here, three fifty your time. And I know you'll be up for that. <laughs> what? Still awake? No, you'll get up then. You're going to set your clock for three forty-five and have no. the coffee. Have your tea made and be ready to go. So we're gonna we're gonna live stream it. Not so look, a chance. <laughs> I know, I know. But looking at the uh, looking at the ins and outs um, for Melbourne, Michael Hibbert's been omitted. Jacob Van Ruin suspended, and 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 that's another thing. And I want to touch on here real quickly. You know, Ruin had that little elbow that just you know, in the great grand scheme of things, was was that a more dastardly act than than Maynard's, and he got suspended for it. Well, yeah, it's, it's a bit, Jade, as they say, but yeah, that that one was clear cut in the rules. Yeah, See, that's the right. trouble with the that, Bailey yeah. one. Wasn't it? The, it's not clear cut in the current rules. That's true. That's true. Yeah, Bailey Laurie is a sub. Brayshaw is, of course, out with the concussion. James Jordan, Charlie Spargo, and Adam Tomlinson in. 
Harry Mackay injured for Carlton. Jack Martin suspended and Matthew Kennedy back in. So what are you thinking on this one? Because this is a, yeah, I just, I, all I'm going to say to start out with here is, is Melbourne going to actually be able to score some goals? I, I don't know if yeah. they can do that. We got, we got two ripper games, haven't we? I've, I've kind of stuck with my initial pick on this one. I think we do all get sucked into a little bit about the teams below in the last four of the eight. You know, they weren't as good as those top four teams throughout the year. I think the top four were quite a bit better. But that said, Blues are in form and Dees are struggling up forward. They maybe could have beaten Collingwood. So for that reason, I still think the D's are the better team, even though the Blues are playing very well. Uh-huh. D's are, fav- are favoured by six and a half points. Initially, I was going to say Blues to cover that, but no, I think D's will win and probably by more than six and a half, but it really could be very close. Yeah. It could go either way. D's ex- finals experience will count, absolutely. But the Blues had a win last week, so it right, really right. could go either way. I'll take yeah. the D's to win. Well, you know, and I and and I wasn't trying to be hyperbolic there by asking whether or not Melbourne can kick goals because I I honestly don't know if they can. I mean, you know, it's you know you've got uh, you know Kazi Pickett's kind of you know disappeared a little bit. You know, you've got uh, uh, you know Bailey Fritch. You know, Petraka is going to have to definitely you know put a couple on the on the scoreboard for them because they're they're really going to scuffle, I think, putting points on the board. I mean, it's, this could be a game that, uh, you know, and, you know, that could really be a low scoring competition, quite frankly. Um, you know, is, you know, I would, you know, I would think that, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm going with Carlton to win this one. And I, and okay, quite frankly, yeah. quite frankly, I think it's going to be a, a pretty, I don't, I don't know if I, and you know, me, I usually go with, you know, fairly narrow margins. I just have the feeling Carlton's going to win this one by like three goals. Wow. I just, I don't know why I'm thinking that. I, I just think that there's just, there've been distractions with, with the D's with, with the, the Brayshaw situation and Van Ruin out. I mean, there, there's one of your, 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 your goal kickers, you know, Bailey Fritch has really scuffled the last couple of weeks. He's, you know, you know, he, he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn if you had one foot nailed to it right at this point in time, you know, kind of like Todd Marshall, who we're going to talk about in a minute. You know, Todd Marshall looked terrible last week up in Brisbane, but uh, I, you know, I think you know, the experience thing you mentioned, you know, could definitely play off or pay off for them. You know, and and let's be honest, you know, if Stephen May shuts down, uh, you know, Charlie Kernow, then 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 all bets are off because you know Harry McKay is not there to you know to to replace him or to fill in. Um, but I ju- I just have this, I don't know why I don't know why I'm thinking Carlton because they've been playing such inspired footy towards the end of the season, whereas Melbourne had been scuffling a little bit and, and, you know, with the injuries and suspensions they have right now, I don't know. I, I don't know if they're going to overcome them, but I'm just going with Carlton win this one by a few goals. And and I could be absolutely wrong. And I have to give a shout out to, to um, Mr. Gallus there, who has worn his blues jumper all week since the last game michael gallus has worn his jumper he's just taken it into the shower with him and showered with the with the jumper on over the last week has not Ooh, taken it off think he. Uh, yeah so that's i mean that is that's being that's being a fan right there i mean he actually posted some posted some pictures carefully edited of him in the shower with uh, with his jumper on uh getting getting cleaned up for the game so mike I, michael i hope that things work out for you peps uh, it's not what you, you want to hear i know that so yeah, I just I don't know why I think Carlton, but that's who I'm going with. Um, and then we go to well, go ahead. Hang on, hang on, a while. You 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 might be right because I think it's probably a good thing that Harry Mackay, the yippity yips guy that can't kick a goal, I think maybe that's a good thing he could be out. I hope that's he gets true. his form back next year, of course. But hey, 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 check this out. I heard this this week. So since 2014, with the priest the bye before the finals, eight teams in nine years have gone out in straight sets. So will it be the D's again or the Port Adelaide Power or both? Who knows? That's that's a good point. Yeah, because, you know, uh, winner of this game, if I'm not mistaken, goes to Brisbane. 
I think. Yes. I think, yeah, winner of this game goes to Brisbane and winner Port and yes. uh, GWS goes to Collingwood. So, yes. yeah, so that's going to be, whew. I mean, we could, we, we've still got the potential for a really, really great grand final, except for the musical choice that they have there with Kiss, which I think is, I, <laughs> I, I and, 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 and I like Kiss, but they have, they have been pre-recording a lot of their music and their vocal tracks during their live performances. So they've been playing a lot of pre-recorded stuff at their concerts and they've, oh, they've openly admitted it. My, so okay, I, I just think I, I worry about I worry about this ending up being an awful lot like a meatloaf situation all over again, where Gene Simmons is going to tell the the crowd to get stuffed if things don't go well. I'll tell you a secret: no uh-huh. one really give no one really gives a shit too much about the entertainment. Oh no, I, I don't I don't disagree with you. Starting to because people are starting to get too influenced by America down there with the. Super Bowl halftime show. No one really cares, to be honest. Oh, oh, trust me. I trust me. I I agree with you. I to me, I would be as as if I was at a Super Bowl, which I'm never going to get to one. But if I was if I was there, you know, halftime. I'm off using the bathroom anyway. But I I would love to yeah. see them instead of instead of you know having you know trying to force together musical musical acts that have no business being on the same stage together. Um. Yeah. You know, bring bring out and have you know maybe the you know the top three college marching bands come out and play their halftime shows instead. You know, I, I, to me that to me I that's more football than than you know Beyonce and Taylor Swift and you know the you know, a hologram of Prince and you know Freddie Mercury's left big toenail coming there and and you know bouncing around on a drum head while they're playing you know uh fat bottom girls or whatever the hell they're doing at halftime you know it's just i yeah, I, 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 I i i don't watch the halftime shows i'm certainly not the target audience because i could care less about it but i but the only reason i brought it up is because to this day meatloaf still gets talked about he's terrible <laughs> well he's well he's dead so you know he's not going to get any better <laughs> but oh, uh, i'm a big fan i love his music oh absolutely yeah that. Oh, he was awful then. Right, but, you know, the guy, what was it's it, Robbie Robertson last guy. year? Yeah. So yeah, we've got uh, Robbie, Robbie yeah. Williams and Karen Ro- if he's the greatest thing, whatever. I could care less, to be honest. I know. But, Although but, I like the girl. The girl was great. All right. So we got Port Adelaide hosting GWS at 3.40 a.m. your time on Saturday morning. And I know you'll be up for that one, too. Um, <laughs> but, uh Daniel Lloyd's playing game 100. Xavier O'Halloran's been omitted. Nick Haynes is a sub. Stephen Canelio back in for the Giants. Charlie Dixon back in for Port Adelaide. Dylan Williams omitted. And kind of a shocking omission. Jeremy Finlayson's been dropped. But. Yeah, well, I'll I'll make a promise to you. If the games are close, when I wake up at 6 a.m., I'll get up and watch the last quarter. There you go. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll. I will watch the I'll be up for the start of the game tomorrow and I'll watch like the first half of it at home before I go to school and I'll go in at halftime because I have a meeting with my model United Nation kids at 715 tomorrow. So I'll I'll see part of the game in the morning and then I've got meetings all day. So I'll watch the second half of the game tomorrow night when I get home and then I'll probably get up. I'll probably get up about 515 on Saturday morning to watch Port and GWS because I don't have anything else going on the rest of the day on Saturday. So, you know, I you know, Finlayson. I think he is just you know he got dropped because of the the great game that Ali uh, Lord had last week, you know kicking four goals and it's uh but I wonder you know who's going to step into the to, the ruck to cover the ruck when uh when Scotty Lysette needs a break I mean they're going to send Charlie Dixon out out there and you know he's had so many different foot problems I don't do you want him you know traversing the ground all over the place trying to be your pinch hitter at ruck. Yeah, well, I I think it's a bad decision putting Finlayson out because. Because of the the suspect fitness of Marshall and definitely McKenzie, you could throw Finlayson back in defense and Charlie Dixon. That's three key players all underdone, right, underdone right. and injured. And you got Taylor playing a great defender for the Giants. Mate, Port a favor by eight and a half. Now my original pick in bets was. Giants to cover that eight and a half. Uh-huh. Well, I've changed my mind. I've changed my mind. I am going to go straight out 
and say the Giants are going to win because they are the informed team. And I'm extremely worried about those three players with their fitness and injuries. And also the younger Port Adelaide midfield, very good players. But I think the experience of the Giants and the team bonding might get them over the hump. Tough Adelaide with that crazy crowd. I'm going to go Giants to win and cover, and I hope I'm right because I don't want to see Port Adelaide win. No, I, I know you don't. I know you don't. But I, I went with the Giants on this one as well. You know, wow. I, just, I, I think I, to me, to me, I, I, I'm trying, and I need, I need, I guess I need to sit down and look at, uh, at like the photographs, the headshots of all of the Giants players, um, uh, because I'm really curious about something. Because I want to know which one looks the most like Mel Gibson, because <laughs> I want to know who the Road Warrior is going to be. Oh, okay, <laughs> I want to know who I want to know who the Road Warriors are going to be here, because you know, because if they're going to make the grand final, they're going to go from the the MCG to the Adelaide Oval to the MCG to staying at the MCG. Now, again, I'm not going to be so bold as to say they're going to win the the, the prelim. I'm not going to do that as of yet, but I I went with them to win um, this as well so i just uh yeah i just i just think that the giants are are i think they're a tougher side right now quite frankly i just think that they've really taken on the persona of not only their captain toby green but i also think that you know they've taken on the uh the the, the persona of uh of adam kingsley i mean you know because you know he looks like the kind of guy that you know that that when you when the games are done that he that he goes outside and will just lift up the corner of the stadium to allow all the, the the debris that's on the ground to kind of you know matriculate to one spot, so he can uh, so they can clean up more easily. I mean, the guy looks like you know he he bench presses you know New Zealand. Yeah, mate. Did you are you got anyone else out there? Check out my Facebook, Mick Ozzy. I, I read posted a video that the Giants did. It was unbelievable. It was like rising up. The Adelaide Crows fans to get mm -hmm. on board with the Giants and it was really interesting because it was razzing up Port Adelaide and normally the AFL club videos are pretty conservative. Oh, oh so the, the Giants are the Giants are really good there whoever does yeah. their social media does a great job with theirs okay. yeah they do a great job and I'm trying to yeah. I'm trying to see who looks like even looks like they could be Mad Max here and I don't uh I don't see anybody on the uh on the Giants list that could possibly fit into that. But I, you know, I guess you'd have to put Toby Green in that position. Uh, quite frankly, if you're going to do anything like that, you'd have to throw Toby Green in there as kind of, you know, the, the Mel Gibson character there. Um, but yeah, so I, so we agreed on the Giants. We disagreed on the D's and the, uh, in the blues. Um, how'd, but you I go, just, how'd you go last week? How'd you go last week? Oh, I don't <laughs> think I did. I don't think I did terribly well. Um, I'll tell, I, I'll, I'll tell I'll, you. Oh, how did I do? I'll tell you. Well, I, I I know I took Port Adelaide to win, so I got that one wrong. I think I took no, Melbourne I'm to only, win. I'm only raising you up because you know I do the picks on the sports grid. Well, right, I don't right. actually bet much. I don't I don't bet much, but I just do it for a challenge. Yeah. So I raised up the boys on sports grid. I went I went seven and one. I went four and zero oh, win money line, and uh -huh. I went three and one on the plus minus. So the only wow. one I got wrong was I thought. I thought Port Adelaide would cover the spread, but they didn't. Yeah. So I kind yeah. of bragged yeah, I, a little bit to the sports grid guys. <laughs> I went with I went with the D's. I got Carlton right. I went with the D's. I went with the Giants. I went with Carlton, and I went with Port Adelaide. So I went two and two. So yep, I got I got half of them right. So you might beat you might beat me. Well, you know, and that's the thing is that you know if you if I go if I go you know two for four. As a major league baseball player, guess what? They're gonna they're gonna build a wing at the Hall of Fame with my name on. It if I go two for four every game, because I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a Hall of Famer. And I'll be the best hitter of all time. But uh, yeah, so you know, I I had a question for you um, about cricket here. While I have you, because I you know I as I told you off air, I've been I've been watching a ton of the, uh, the, the IPL games, uh, they've already dropped last season's, uh, big bash league off of Willow TV. So I can't go back and watch any of those, but I've been watching all of the, uh, international T20. So I mean, uh, New Zealand at, in the UAE and Pakistan and India in Ireland and 
Australia playing against England and and uh, also against South Africa, that sort of thing. But now they're playing what they're calling the one day internationals, which I guess is was technically what you would call a T50. Um, yeah, they're playing with 50. Over. So I, my question for you, and I, and I know there's 11 players on the side for for a club. Now, they don't vary that number during the, the T50s. They still have 11, do they not? Correct. OK, so because you're not going to have a different number of players out, you know, on the ground, you know, playing defensively. So so my my, my question is, you know, because I've, I've watched in the T20 where teams have gotten down to where they had, you know, some teams they'll only get through like their first their first like six batters. And, you know, they'll use up all of all of, all the bowling will be done and they'll score all their runs with their first six batters. So the other ones don't bat. But I've seen some games where they've gotten down to like the 10th and 11th batter who are, are not necessarily their strongest batters. What happens in a because t- I don't know the answer to this, and I and I do have my you know um, cricket for dummies book, but I've not had a chance to dive into it yet. But in a T fifty game, if a if a team that's bowling gets all eleven wickets for those eleven batters, and let's say the the thirtieth over, is that team just done batting for them, and the, and the other team comes up to bat? That's it. That's okay. it. That's okay. Okay. So. It's done. So, That's the so, game. Get them so, out. Yeah. So, so it's basically it's it's the same as the T twenty then. So yeah. So it could end up getting getting over a little more quickly because I because I was going to go. I watched the highlights of one the first uh, ODI between England and uh, Australia, which Australia won, and uh, but you know they they won by I think by they won by three three wickets. But I was going to watch the entire replay of of all of the all of the bowls. You know each each team batting the whole time. And I went to start it and it was like three and a half hours for one team to bat. And I was like, I don't have that quite, that kind of time right now to sit down and watch that. So it's not quite test cricket there, but it's, it gets a little close to it for me there. So the teacher, I like, I, the, I like the T50 and the reason yeah. you're seeing the T50 now is because the world cup in India as we spoke is coming up next month. So that's why they're now gearing up for the T50. I love the T50. Now is, is the and world cup, is the world cup a T50 or a T20 format? Well, this is the T50 world cup. The T20 okay. world cup is something new, but like I said last week, the T50 world cup has been around, Oh, probably maybe 40 years or something like that. Okay. And, and the like going back, the key is, you got to score quickly, but you don't want to score too quickly and lose all your wickets and not use up your 50 overs. So that's that's the key. You've got to try and judge the wicket and the bowlers and the batters. So the, the guys going in first got to score fairly quick. But if right. you lose four or five wickets straight away, then you're in trouble, right? Oh, absolutely you are. Yeah, and, and I, you know, I've seen that happen. Um, I saw one where, you know, the I think it was Austra- I think it was Australia's uh, top batter that England had thrown it was only the second ball bold and they and they got him out on the second ball bold um you know so he was if I'm not mistaken I think that was dur- that was during the uh the t the t50 so and again like I said I, I've just become so enamored with the game and it's just been so much fun to uh to watch and I I'm they they definitely have a, a new fan of the game and it's and I'm gonna be watching it an awful lot uh because again you know i don't i don't watch basketball i don't watch hockey i don't you know i'm not i don't watch soccer other than the 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 teams at the school where i work i'll watch them play but again you know it's it's i i i felt bad about you know we our team teams our boys and girls teams played last night and they won but the boys won 11 to nothing and the girls won 12 to nothing this is soccer this is soccer it was ugly and I, I sent a text message to our girls coach after the game. And I said, you realize that, you know, Mike, Michael Vick went to prison for doing things like to that, like that, to their sporting opponents. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just laughed. He's like, he said, I told the, uh, you know, cause there were a couple of girls that ended up scoring goals that he had kind of told them to, you know, just pull back and just pass the ball back and forth and let's run the clock out. But a couple of girls decided they wanted to, they wanted to get a goal for themselves. So he wasn't necessarily really thrilled about that. So. Well, you need to you need to watch episode nineteen of Edmonton Cricket TV at about the two and a half minute mark because you get a mention in my commentary. Oh, I've seen, I have not watched it yet. I've been. Uh, are we I doing been, the slang stuff? Are we doing the Aussie slang? We are for sure. Yeah. So, um, did we? You you said you wanted to talk about uh, 
something else that you mentioned last week. Do you want to hold that off until the end? Do you want that to be what you close with? Oh, you mean the football up here? No, yes. we're talking now. Okay, so you you uh you called out a uh a local footy team last week uh on the episode and uh you got a little bit of a response from them. Um do you care to have a rebuttal? A little bit of a response. I got a crazy great response <laughs> because we are if you know Canada at all, we are Edmonton, three hours north of Calgary, then across to the west is British Columbia. So Calgary is the closest Aussie football team that we play against twice or three times a year. Uh-huh. We go down there. Now, we, I'm still involved somewhat. I have been umpiring and then involved. We go down to their Stampede Cup in July every year. And then they come up here to the Capital Cup, our one big event of the year. Right. Well, last year, they were too lazy to show up. And again, this year, they didn't show up for some pathetic, weak reasons, and they got no excuses. So for two years in a row, let's say you're a young lad that just joined Edmonton football, and you say, oh, yeah, I'll spend a few hundred dollars and go down and play in Calgary, knowing that you get the return favour that they come up here, so you get another 18 a side game. Well, they just don't show up. So I called them out on it, and then I had a discussion with a high-level person at AFL Canada, and I did not weaken at all. I went hard, and I said, this is pathetic. And he said, well, come on, Mick, you got to promote the game. Don't be negative. I said, well, it needs to be called out for the exact reason of guys in Edmonton might quit because they're not getting the football they were promised. And then today on Facebook, they basically admitted they're in the wrong with a comedy image. And it yes. said reasons why we don't go to Edmonton. And Mick Ozzy, my name was one of those reasons. Yes. And a few others. So they, well, they kind of admitted they were in the wrong. But there you go. Now, I want to can... be positive. Hang on. I want to be positive. But you got you got to call out people that are lazy and not committed and take advantage and diss the city of Edmonton. So I was very upset, mate. Very yeah, so, upset. I mean, yeah, I got to be positive. Looking at it from the outside again, I don't know. I don't understand all of the restaurant or all of the references. I should say, but one of them, uh, one of them said, "Got distracted by WEM." I don't know what WEM is. Um, I don't know they, either. Okay, but you know, they said the three thirty sunsets, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but uh, mom said no. But what was really interesting? What was really interesting is that the. Uh, because it, it shows like a, an arm, like a cartoon arm walking across, like using the two fingers for, for legs. And it and the way they have it planted, the place there, and you know, if you follow Mick on uh, Instagram or you follow the Cal- Calgary Kangaroos on Instagram, it's on there. It looks like the one leg is getting ready to kick your name on that little chart. You know, or on, the, on the, all those file folders, because your name is written on one of the tabs of the file folders. It looks like it's getting ready to knock your name off the file folder there. So they're not happy because I called them out. When they no, I know you did. I know you did. Yeah, I know you did. And it's uh, and uh, and I, I did earlier in the episode as well. So that's going to make it even more fun. So, yep. <laughs> so um, no, let, let's let's what what hang on what they need. I'm going to tell the boys next year what they need to do is schedule Calgary here in June. And uh-huh. if Calgary don't come, well, then we don't go to theirs in July. That would be my solution because otherwise it might happen again and then they'll laugh and put shit on us again. Well, I, hope, I hope this is enough for them to realise that they're being called out and they've got to get their act together and no excuse is 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 warranted because this event was organised three to six months ago it was planned. Yeah. Well, anyway, I've had enough. I've got to be positive, well, but well, I've got to call them out too, mate. I've right, got to and- call them out. And I want to share something that's a little closer to home for me. Our our boys soccer team, our our coach at our for our boys soccer team is English. Great guy, does a phenomenal job with the club. Um, they play really well. They they've been very successful. The person that he replaced, now that person got dismissed by our you know a couple of athletic directors ago for some reason. Now he's coaching at a, a nearby school, and we played them uh, a couple of weeks ago. And and our our teams will generally do like a team feed for the other club. So when they get done playing, you know, they'll have 
uh, you know, a, a spread of food for them to come in and eat because they're, they've got to wait to take the bus back to their school. You know, so they, they're going to be there for another two hours. So they want to feed them. Their coach decided, you know, since he's so pissed off at our school because he got dismissed from our school, he just told the boys to go, go get back on the bus. We're going to go back now. And then the bus will come back and get our girls. So basically it's like our, you know, our team had wasted all this money on this team feed. So I told our coach, I said, you know what, next year you play them at their place. So bring the team feed to them. And after you beat them next year, just go ahead and tell them, okay, game's over. Go ahead and fucking leave your own stadium. Now you asshole. (laughs) There's the food. Go ahead and leave your own stadium. We'll just sit here and eat. Uh, He he liked, he liked that idea. So we'll see if that happens, (laughs) but, uh, um, but yeah, so you mentioned, you know, Mick Aussie taught TV, but uh, we got to talk about the, the, the five terms for this week. Okay. So, and I've got a bit of just one thing. Just as you were talking then, I saw a text come through to me, and it was from Tristan, who my mate here that was the founder of the Edmonton football team here many years ago, and he sent an image, and I bet you that's that image that you just saw. I bet you just texted it to me. I bet. I bet he did. I bet he did. So here we go. Um, Here are our five terms for this week, okay? And one of them, the fifth term, I am going to – well, I'll I'll hold off on that. I won't say it right now because I don't want to spoil it. Okay, the first term, the back o bork, the back o apostrophe bork, b o u r k e, the back o bork, yeah. back of bork. That that's there's a couple of similar sayings I believe. Back of bork is like way out and out back. Yep. I believe. Yep. A, yep. An extremely remote place. Yes. Exactly. Yep. Okay. So you're one for one today. Yeah. What what is a jumbuck? J U M B U C K. A jumbuck. Oh, oh. What's the science on the tip of your tongue? Or in other words, you lost some brain cells, and you should know it. Well, you said you jumbuck. had some concussions. Yeah, I have, mate. I have had a few. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I wore a helmet for a while in Aussie footy, but people hit you more, so it wasn't worth yeah. it. Uh, jumbuck. I got a feeling it's something like a oh, is it some sort of kangaroo? No, that's not right. No, there's no, uh, there's no pee. Of, there's no pee in it. No, jumbuck. Is it a shearing term? Uh kind of, kind of. It's a it's a slang for sheep, and it is most commonly referenced or referred to or remembered from the song Waltzing Matilda. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. See, I, yeah. I knew I'd heard it. So a term for a sheep. Yep. All yep. right. I, give me half a point for that or no? I'll get, yeah, you said shearing, so I'll give you a half a point there. I'll, I'll cut. I'll shear off a half a point. All right. Okay. So what what is a bush telly? What's a bush telly? A bush telly uh-huh. would be, well, a telly. A telly is short for television. Right, right. So what's, so a bush, a bush what's a bush telly? telly? It might be some sort of, some form of TV you used to watch out in the bush that you got bad reception for? Is that something like something uh, that? In a way, yes. In, in an abstract sort of way. It's it's a slang name for a campfire. Oh, well, no, I'm wrong there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. No, I'm wrong there. <laughs> Yep. So it's a it's a slang name for a campfire. Now, what okay. Okay. what what is a nong? N o n g. A nong. Uh huh. Is it similar to a knob, like a wanker? A nog, nong, knob, a knobhead? Like a stupid or incompetent person? Yes. Yeah. Yes. There now, you go. I got that one. Okay. Now, <laughs> here here's the last one. Here's the last one. And so you you you've got what one? You got. Uh, I'm giving you three out of four points because I'm giving you half a point for the the bush telly. Okay. okay. I'm giving you a half point for that one. Uh, Folks, if you're listening and you want to take away that half point from Mick, by all means, you know, tag both of us on social media and let us know if he gets to keep that half point. The last one here. I don't think I deserve (laughs) half point. The the last one is Bevan. B-E-V-A-N. Bevan? Bevan. Bevan's just the person's name i know it is i know it is but it had a slang term it it had slang term in it buffet no i don't know bevan never heard of it okay other than someone's well 
it said it said when I looked it up, it said a stupid or unsophisticated person. Now, here's the thing. I am going to be that yank. OK, because, you know, they're wait and, and I've not I don't think I've ever been this person before other than, you know, when I when I keep saying, why can't the cats ever play, you know, like the Tigers at home or the Magpies at home uh, or get a home final. Um, I've never been that yank that's tried to project yankism on the people listening to the podcast in Australia. I've never been that bold, but here's the thing. I'm sorry, <laughs> Australians, but since Be- since I looked up Bevan and it said that it was a stupid or unsophisticated person, I am going to forbid anyone from using that term <laughs> in that way because I know two people named Bevan. I know Bevan Jones from Legends of Bevo, and I know Dan Bevan, <laughs> who I interviewed last week for my podcast on episode 286. <laughs> And you should check out that episode. He's just written a new screenplay. Both of them are absolutely brilliant men. So I am going to unilaterally ban the Australian population from using the word Bevan, if you ever actually have used it, to describe it someone as a stupid or unsophisticated person. So no longer can you use that word. It's done. Kaput. Finito. Finished. Call him a nong instead. Call him a nong instead, okay? Or a knobhead. Okay. Or just a fuckwit if you want to. Just call him a fuckwit if you want to do that. <laughs> when when you go to Australia, someone might call you a sapo. You know what a sapo is? Uh, uh, how do you spell that? S S E P O. Yeah, I I have no clue what that is. Okay, well, not you, of course, but too too many American guys go to Australia and they gotta they make a big deal of things and oh yeah, we're the greatest and so forth, right? Uh-huh. So a sepo is short for a septic tank. You know what a septic oh, tank is? Oh yes, I do. Yes. Uh, they're full of shit. Yeah, and yes. a septic tank a sepo is a septic tank sounds like a yank. Yes, it oh that's right? true. Yes, it does, yes. <laughs> so so like if a sepo is a an Aussie word for a yank that's full of shit. Shit. Otherwise, someone down there just making a big deal and talking shit. Right. So well, it, if someone here's a... calls you a sepo, I no one, no one will call you a sepo because you're not full of shit and you're not a big deal type guy. Well, so, but well, I, I'm, I'm hoping down there, I'm a hope... big deal of everything, right? I am hoping that I have that I have been uh, watching enough, you know, Australian, you know, Australian television and such, because, you know, the the interview that I did uh, that came out this past Monday with Dan Bevan and uh, his writing partner, his last name is Van De, Van Deven. I can't his name's Jack, Jack Van Deven. They they wrote a new screenplay about a movie or for a movie about an American who did not, you know, was was on his way to the NBA, you know, Mason Cox was not his way, not on his way to the NBA. He played college basketball, was not a great player. He just happened to be tall, became a pretty okay footy player. But this, I guess, was a kid who was a great, uh, their storyline is his dad was a Hall of Famer in the NFL. Kid was a decent NBA, you know, a decent NBA prospect, didn't make it, went to try out and then works his way up through local footy to try to make it to the VFL, the AFL, that sort of thing. And it's a, the storyline that they've written so far, you know, they got the screenplay done and they gave me the synopsis for it. And it's, it's a really neat story. And they were, you know, we talked about, you know, you know, they were talking about the different legal system and such from it. And I, and I referenced, you know, I mean, I referenced a lot of different pop culture, a lot of different Australian television shows that I've watched. Cause I, I said in the interview, I said, you know, all I know about the law in Australia is what I learned from watching the TV show rake. That's the only thing, that's the only <laughs> thing I know, you know, and I said, and I absolutely would not want to be that guy because, you know, while it's a hilarious show, that guy's <laughs> life was a complete wreck, um, an absolute disaster. But, uh, but you know, <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of the reaction that they had there. So, I mean, I trust me, I, I, I love, you know, the Australian shows that I watch. So I would, you know, I, I would never, again, I would never be a sapo or a seppo. Okay. I would never well, be a sapo. I'm going to go help a lady with a baby. Okay. So. <laughs> Tell me, tell me where you can find we can find your work before you go there, sir. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, Mikazi.tv slash AFL and podcast. I got your podcast up there, and I mentioned how I got your football jersey from the Waratahs, but there's one that I don't want. I put that in the notes, and of course, Friday night, uh, now at later time at about about oh, what's about eight or nine o'clock. 
Pacific. So Gabe's on later now. You can find wow. that out on my Twitter on New York Sports Grid TV. So we do the AFL picks on there and NFL as well. Outstanding. Well, Mick, I hope you have a fantastic uh, weekend and enjoy the footy. It should be a lot of fun, man. Yeah, and uh, I'll leave you on this note. I hope Port Adelaide go out in straight sets and then all the Port fans are arguing whether they should have kept Kenny Hinkley or not. See you later, man. There you go. Cheers, cheers. All right, Mick. Hey, man, thanks for hopping on again this week. Folks, there are our discussions on uh, the two games in the semis this week. Uh, it's going to be one heck of a weekend. Uh, and, of course, Brisbane and Collingwood are just sitting back, relaxing, training, getting ready to host whomever it is that they plan on knocking off and then facing one another in the grand final here pretty soon. I'm not saying that that's going to be what happens, however. I'll, you'll have to let us know where you think we're right and where we're wrong. Um, I appreciate you, uh, you know, entertaining my, my issues with cricket and how I'm beginning to fall in love with this game as well. I, I'm really, really enjoying what I'm seeing from that game, and I, I can't wait to learn more and more about it. Uh, look out for one another. Check up on your friends. Make sure they're okay. Give them a call. If you need to talk to somebody, please reach out. Let them know you need to talk to them. There are numbers in my show notes of every single episode of the podcast. If you need to talk to somebody, please, if you don't have those numbers, they are there. Please reach out to someone, talk to them, and let them know that you need to talk. Okay? Do not, do not try to have a permanent solution to a temporary problem, folks. Okay? Remember, you can find everything related to the podcast over at my website, yankonthefooty.com. I hope you'll subscribe to the mailing list there. If you want to help out the podcast, you can do that uh, by clicking on that Buy Me a Coffee button. Uh, any money that comes in for that uh, goes to help keep the lights on for the podcast. Although I do hope to be able to use some of that for my trip next footy season to Australia. I'm planning on making that trip in hopefully June of 2024 is the plan right now. I'm of course, waiting on the fixture to come out so I have an idea of when I can get the most bang for my buck. Because I've had a lot of people that have said over the years, as I've been doing the podcast and I've started following the game, hey, whenever you're here, I want to take you to a game. Well, they might be getting the opportunity to do that right now. And I may actually have to become uh, not only an international member, so I have the Watch AFL app for the Cats, but I may also have to then get a separate membership so I'll be able to get actual tickets to... GMBHA Stadium for hopefully a game or two if they get to play back-to-back -back home games at that point in time because I would love to go see them play two games in a row and I'm going to then also with myself being a podcaster work towards getting some media credentials so I can hopefully do some interviews with some people and that's once I figure out the dates that's when I will start laying the groundwork for those kinds of things to start setting up times and hopefully opportunities to reach out to different clubs um, when I'm in Victoria and again, I'm hoping to make the trek right now. I'm thinking I want to make the trek over to Adelaide, hopefully to catch the cats or at least a game over at the Adelaide Oval as well. Um, whether it be the cats or not, I would love it for you to be the cats, but, uh, if it's not, then so be it. But I'd love to see a game there as well and just see the countryside along the, uh, the Southern coast of, of, of Australia along the coast of, of SA and I've, I've looked at a lot of photographs I've been reading some guidebooks and such and it looks absolutely gorgeous I'm not much of a wine drinker but I know that, that it's wine country um, if you are looking for a sticker for the podcast of course one you can uh, go to my Redbubble store page maybe you pick up a t-shirt if you want to or a shower curtain hey if you want to just deck out your, your, your bathroom in uh, all things the yank on the foot you can pick up a shower curtain if you really wanted to do that my wife would kill me if I bought one of those. Um, but if you want one of those stickers even sooner, well, I just uh, picked up seven or eight new stickers for the podcast myself, and I've just got them sitting here in my desk drawer waiting for somebody to come along and leave me a great review on the website or on Apple Podcasts, and then uh, let me know about it and send me their address so I can thank them by dropping one of those stickers in the mail. I've got one that I need to send out. Uh, a gentleman reached out to me about a week and a half ago. I've not sent that one out yet. It's right here in my hand, ready to go. Can't wait to drop that one out uh, to him. But if you'd like to do that and leave a review for the podcast, uh, you can do that. Then drop me a note on uh, by email to yankonthefootygmail.com or on my website saying, hey, I left you this review 
and I'll get one out in the post to you as soon as I can. Although I have to say it's a little difficult to get to the post office in my town right now because the uh, the streets all over the city of Sandusky where I live are, are torn up. The main street in town, one whole side of the street is pretty much gone right now. They've basically dug it up. They're putting in new sewer lines and that sort of thing. Um, no sepos though. It's going to drain to a, uh, a facility that will treat the water. Not going to be putting it into a septic tank. So we don't have to stay with that theme. But folks... I do appreciate all the kind words. I do hope you'll share the episode with your family and friends. And until next time, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 287 of the Yank of the Footy. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll share the podcast with your friends and family. And until next time, cheers.